Welcome to the Walk With Me podcast. I'm Pastor Stephen Bond from Divine Church in Chapel Hill, Tennessee, and I am so excited that you are walking with me. What that means is we are walking together through God's Word, just about three chapters a day, and uh, you're going to get the most out of this if you read these chapters independently and then listen to the podcast, but they're going to be short, 10 to 15 minutes each day, so that you can listen to at the start or the finish of each day, and I believe that it'll bless you as it's blessed. Me. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. I'm stepping, I'm stepping out on your word. Today's passage is from Psalm 28, 29, and 30. Uh, David starts off in Psalm 28, and um, he says, To you, O Lord, I call my rock, be not deaf to me. Lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil, who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. So David starts off in these first three verses, and ultimately this reminds me like of Moses's um, cry when he was on the edge of going into the promised land and he was saying unless your presence goes with us please don't make us leave this place because if we are no longer with you if we're no longer in relationship with you then what sets us apart from everyone else and so in the heart of the righteous there is the utmost desire to simply be in communion with God, that our prayers could be heard and that we would be in right standing with God and that He would not only hear us, but that we would hear Him. Be not silent to me, because then I would become like those who go down to the pit, those that are going down to Sheol, those who are unrighteous. And so He was saying, but instead my greatest desire is that I would be able to speak to you and you would be able to speak to me and that we would be in right standing with one another and in perfect communion. And that is the heart of the righteous. The righteous desire is really never greater than that we could be in relationship with God. And that we never, that that never grows old to us. We never get exhausted with that and that we never take it for granted because when we go into the throne room, and we're meeting with God, wherever that place is for you. And you're, mini- you're, you're ministering to Him. You're, you're, he's ministering to you and you're ministering to Him. Meaning you're, you're seeking to meet each other's needs. That's what minis- ministering means. It doesn't necessarily mean preaching. It means meeting the needs of. Okay, It said that the priests used to minister to God. You, well, God doesn't really have any needs. But what they would do is they would go before Him. And their heart would be set on, what can I do for you, Lord? And so our hearts should go into the throne room, as the priest did, with a desire of what can I do for you, Lord? What can I sing? What can I do? Where can I go? And that the Lord's heart is towards us in the same way, and we have communion with one another. You know, a lot of times, this isn't a a brag, it's more probably just a weird confession, but, you know, when I go to other people's houses or other people's properties, you know, I... I can't think of a time that I've ever 
you know, looked at somebody's, at least not in the last couple of years, looked at anyone's media room or their living room or their kitchen or their um, outdoor area or anything like that and just felt like, oh man, you know, this would be so great to have. You know, you know that, that, that kind of thought that you get, you know, that, that, that almost a jealousy or, a, or, or a covetousness, you know. You know, I get that, but I never get it for like, man, um, this would be such a great place to have and entertain. No, you know what I get a little, a little covetous of, if I'm honest? I go to people's houses and I instantly see prayer places. I see secret places. Like when I go to someone's house and I walk upstairs or something and I just see this this secluded, isolated place or I go outside and they, you know, you just hear the, the nothing but the birds and the crickets and, you know, and you, you know, to like literally my mind always thinks about that when I go to people's homes is I go, wow, what a great secret place that this would be. N not that I don't have my own, but I'm just saying that that's just how much I value communion with God is, is that even when I go places and when we when me and my wife stay in a hotel or in a condo or, or anything like that I got to find that place and that's a huge deal to me if if I can't find a good place to meet with God I'm really not going to have a good time because because what am I if I don't have relationship with my God you know, and so some of the best vacations that we've ever had have been the ones where I found the most secluded, beautiful places where I could just, you know, reflect on God. For for many years, we would go to the same condo every year, and I just started figuring out that um, the best place for me to have prayer was I would I would get in the van, and I would make this little lap, and I can just see it in my mind because I've made this lap. I mean, a hundred times. And all I would do is I turn left out of our condo and I drive down about two blocks and you hit the beach. And I turn right and I go down for about a mile of nothing but just beachfront and the ocean. And that mile was so precious because that whole mile was just me and the Lord. And I would then I would make another right turn and then another right turn and another right turn and just do a big circle. And I would just every time we go to the beach and stay at that condo for about for about 45 minutes to an hour, I would just drive that that circle and just meet with God. And when I look back at my times at that place, it, I love my family and I love eating good food and I love playing in the pool and I love, but nothing's really more near to my heart than when I think about those moments alone with God, because that's how much I value communion with God, you know, and um and I could tell you many other stories in different places where I've met with God, but it, it's just, that's how precious it is to me. And that's how precious it, it should be to all of us because guys, one day everything that we know and that we see, it's going to pass away. You know, we're, 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 hopefully we're all going to outlive our children and they're going to be continuing to be here and we're going to be gone, you know, and maybe we'll leave at a different time from even our spouse, you know, and some of our parents and family will go on before us and, and you know, we're going to leave our homes and all of our stuff and our vocation, our career and our money and our savings accounts and we're going to leave all that and we're going to go to a new place and you know what that place is going to consist of? Communion with God that is completely uninterrupted. It's going to be like that, that three mile loop that I used to make on the beach it's going to be like I just wake up and do that every day. And the thing about it is, it is 
that that almost brings a tear to my eye because of how beautiful that 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 will be and we need to have a heart that yearns that I would never have to break communion with God that I could just be with him all the time and so that's David's cry in in so many of these psalms you know the one thing I ask of the Lord the one thing that I seek is to dwell in the in the house of the most high God you know and uh David says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. You know, so this is, this is David's heart and it should be ours as well. And so he goes on and, and he says, you know, don't, don't drag me off with the wicked. Don't turn your ear from me because, you know, I, I just, you're the strength of, of your people. And you're a refuge for your anointed. And, and I just pray that you'd be their shepherd. And he's praying for just legacy and generations that would follow him. And, and then uh, chapter 29, he starts to just, uh, he starts to just basically uh, ascribe to the Lord, worship the Lord, exalt the Lord. And he starts just declaring how everything should worship the Lord, even the angels in heaven. And, and, and because the Lord is so much stronger and more powerful and mightier than anything. And the voice of the Lord it causes everything to exist. And he has such a deep understanding and value for the word of the Lord, for the voice of the Lord. And, um, you know, I think if we make a pretty good habit of at least going through, you know, Genesis just once a year at the very least, I think just even the first couple of chapters, I think it puts the voice of the Lord into a perspective that a lot of times drifts from our minds, that everything that we see and everything that we touch and so much of the things that we'll never see and touch, everything was made by the word of the Lord. That's the power of God's word going out. And so, you know, David understands that the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry glory. And so he just has this, this understanding. And if you have that great of an understanding to the voice of the Lord, how could you not want to then go away and say, speak, Lord, speak. You've spoke everything into existence. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for your word. Nothing I've ever seen would be around me if it weren't for your word. So here I am, Lord, speak now. You are worthy. Let everything give you praise. And um, so that's David's heart in 29 and in 30. You know, he starts to talk about how we go through seasons of despair and also seasons of great victory. And um, he says again, sing praises to the Lord. O you, his saints, give thanks to his holy name. You've brought me out of deep despair and darkness and saved my life and what profit would there be in my death if I were to have gone down to the pit who could praise you from the dust where would I be able to tell of your faithfulness hear O Lord and be merciful to me O Lord be my helper because you have turned for me my mourning into dancing and you have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And it's just this beautiful understanding that I want to end with today is we must understand that we were going to go through things 
in this life and we'll have moments of what feels like defeat and then greater moments of victory that overshadow the moments of defeat but it's not just for our earthly gain that the Lord blesses us in this way it is so that we can be equipped with testimonies ultimately we're each here to tell of the goodness of God and to tell others of the salvation that we have found so that they would find it for themselves and I want to tell you the most effective and the best way to do that is to hold on tightly to the testimonies that God has given you and share them often that is so much more effective than really any sermon is really um, any um, evangelical recipe that anyone's ever come up with of how to get someone saved and asking them questions and trying to start conversations these things are nice but there's nothing more powerful than just sharing your testimony of what God has done for you and how he turned your mourning into dancing and how he loosed your sackcloth and he has turned you your life around for good and clothed you with gladness and that is a testimony that you should share as often as you can is how things were going bad but God and things were looking down but God and death was upon me but then God and sickness was over me but God and depression was controlling me but God and we should just be telling others of how our God still turns mourning into dancing.